0: You are tuned in to Big Boys and Body Slams, three goofballs that talk about wrestling, throwback and current day pay per view reviews. Follow us on Twitter at BB and BS Podcast. And while you're at it, check out our merch store and our Patreon page. All the links will be in the description below. Enjoy the show. What is up, Holgamaniacs? And welcome back to Big Boys and Body Slams. Happy freaking 2019. 2019! We are here recording this on New Year's Day. Of course, you'll see, you'll hear it on the uh, Wednesday wi- after, tomorrow, today for you.
1: How wild is it that we watched this show in 2019 just seem like 2005? Wow. Wild. It was wild. Oh, we're on top of our game today. Uh, oh. We
0: hope you all had a happy New Year's. Uh, Hope you watched the ball drop and got a bunch of smooches. Um, Greg. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, Greg. Uh, we're glad to be here. And we got a... Oh, boy. We got an interesting show for you tonight, which we, we'll
1: cover in a moment. We... Yeah, this... You know, I think we talked about this. I remember this show, like, watching it and not hating it as much as I did today.
0: Yeah, I I, I, I never had seen this show before. And, of course, we are doing... Uh, the wwe new year's revolution 2005 in january of 2005 i had never seen the show before looking at the card i thought it had the potential to be a stinker but it it surpassed my expectation of stink uh, in a bad way <laughs> by
1: far oh yeah before we get into the actual show though you can find us on soundcloud and apple podcasts and google play and all those places that are not named spotify but my and new YouTube. year's my new year's resolution is to get on Spotify We
0: need to shake check that tree branch for me So do you Bring. think that
1: So do you
2: think that Continuing to talk trash About them is effective Probably maybe let's be nice Um you know Listen up brother
1: Oh, we, We're just gonna have to Body slam them You, you know what You know what let me, let me tell you this Okay Sometimes that if If you talk enough About somebody They'll start to like you It's true I think You, Bec- know, you would know about that be- Becky Lynch She talked a lot about herself And now everybody likes her right That's a fair point He's wow. got a point. She's the man. Hate to admit when he's got a point,
0: but he's got a point. No, she's the man. I don't know exactly what he's trying to say, but... It's that she's um, the man. Before,
2: before we really get into this show, I don't know if we've really done this on the pod yet. Um, how about 2018 in WWE? Um, It was a weird year. It was a weird year. There were some ups and downs. It was historic to me. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I mean, evolution, just, just mainly, 2018 just for evolution was... Amazing. Yeah, I think for women's wrestling. Oh my god.
0: I think it's kind of the. Uh, hear me out here. I think okay. it's kind of the tale of two WWEs because on the one hand you have the television product which mostly has been kind of floundering and it's not getting ratings and it's struggling. Uh, even SmackDown had a period this year where it really wasn't. The
2: show wasn't up to snuff. There were some like career low or yeah. like historic lows. And
0: then, but you have the pay-per-views, which I think this was one of the strongest years for WWE pay-per-views I can remember ever. ever. Uh, So it's kind of like that dichotomy and it just proves to you that they have so many talented people on the roster and the writing and the creativity is just not there right now.
1: I I think that there's a lot of overachievement by the WWE and a lot of underachievement as well. I think there's a lot of things that could have been done better, but I think the women have surpassed a, a lot of expectations and I think guys... Like, the return of Daniel Bryan was huge. Yep. And I think they find, like they kind of just had him floundering for a little bit. But then on the other hand, you have guys like Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev, who I think could be a lot more, I don't know, used better, I I guess. think
2: guys like, I think Braun Strowman had a great year. It didn't end as good as it started. Yeah. Well, that's because of injury. Right. But, so, right.
0: I think, and I, I know a lot of people are going to be upset by this, I think it's a net positive, kind of. Yes. Oh, probably. Because yes. the wrestling has to been me, so
1: good this mm-hmm. year. I think I think I think we'll see what 2019 brings. I think the wrestling business in a whole is in for a boom. With,
0: yeah, with AEW and, coming. Yeah, and, and
1: with uh, Impact and All In happened this year. I mean, yep. this last year. Yeah, and then yep. I mean, you're seeing New Japan and Impact They're and Ring of Honor it. all put on great shows. Yeah. No, Homecoming next Sunday. I hope you guys and, all watch and it. And
0: we got uh, Wrestle Kingdom in on, just a yep. couple
1: days on Friday. Heck yeah. Yep. We know we know a couple people over there, so pretty oh, excited for yep. them,
0: yeah. Um. Should we get into today's show then? Yes. So today we have WWE New Year's Revolution two thousand five. As I said earlier, this is coming to us on January 9th, two thousand five. We have a house of fifteen thousand seven hundred
2: sixty four sold out. Sold out in the Coliseo San de Puerto Juan, Rico
0: San, yep, in San Juan, Puerto Rico.
2: Not San Jose, Jr. No,
0: not San Jose. Um, Dummy. And this is a raw exclusive pay per view
2: uh, and the first ever pay per view in Puerto Rico. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, and there was like four signs that said that. I Yeah. Saw.
0: So the show and this crowd was lit tonight. Even, oh yeah, they had no reason to be, and they had, there was some boring chants well, justified. They, one, there was like one boring chance one or two maybe, but yeah. For the most part, like this was a very old school crowd. Like they this is a crowd. Hot, this is a crowd who was hot for the baby faces and like hated the heels. Except
2: for like, the main event. Except we'll for the main event. Yeah. yeah. Um, um. What I mean, they were probably super hot because this is their one. This was their chance. So yeah. it's like, either if you flame, out, if you show no interest as as a crowd with your first pay per view in Puerto Rico yeah i mean they're not going to come back
1: also i think from the experience of being in the wwe show um when because they don't come to portland and seattle for the big shows very often but i remember that the no mercy that we did like i remember that mm-hmm. being a hotter show than it was and i was all about that show there and it was kind of bad yeah so other than like the well, ladder match life, live the moment, viewing's yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah
2: so so th- these people are hot for i will say um something they didn't show in the broadcast that we watched uh before the show went on the air, Lillian Garcia came in. She's from Puerto Rico.
0: I saw that she had the Puerto she had the, Rican she flag an awesome
1: shirt, shirt on, yeah.
2: Um, and she sang the uh, the Puerto Rican anthem. That's awesome. And like that, it immediately got that crowd just That's awesome. hyped. That's awesome. So,
0: um, so we do open with. There's a nice like motif of like a CGI dragon throughout the show. <laughs> I don't really understand the correlation between Puerto Rico and dragons. If there's something, let us know. But mm. man, this was a well, terrible. I feel
1: like the revolution uh, itself had. Go ahead. Um, was the next, the, the was 2006 help? New Year's Revolution, I looked at their logo too. Dragon? Yeah, it had a dragon in it. Terrible too. CGI That's dragon. That's what I'm saying. But I loved it. It's, I don't yeah. know why it was New Year's Revolution, but it always did.
0: Maybe because the Chinese New Year, the symbol's a dragon. I'm.
2: It's a stretch probably. You are, yeah. Your uh, ears? Hyper extended, homie. Yeah. Yeah. I,
0: yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, so I love, I kind of like the opening video package because I had no idea the show was in Puerto Rico before I started watching it.
1: Beautiful and, like, Puerto it, Rico. Yeah, it
0: starts out with this like, very much like a Colognes, like when they were like traveling. That gimmick they had for a while.
1: Yeah. Oh, yikes! it
0: was like that and I was like, what is this? This is New Year's revolution and then like as it went on I was like, oh is this show in Puerto Rico and sure enough
2: It was it was a pretty funny and, you, and you'll package. learn later They took it full advantage of the fact that they were in a tropical oh, country yeah. in January Yikes, they sure did. but I, I thought that was a really weird intro uh, something good
0: about the show was how we started off right with some action Right right in the beginning. I'm, just, I'm Oh, your th-
2: announcers are J.R. and King by the way Yeah, J.R. Yep, and course. they are s- sitting right in front of some cheesy-ass palm trees Oh yeah. And uh I also I should mention the Spanish announce table, Hugo Savinovich they got and Carlos like a huge Cabrera pop. got a huge pop. Yeah. It was great.
0: Mm. Um So, we open up right away with a match, which, after watching some of these older, like, WWF and WCW pay-per-views, like, opening with, like, a short video package, like, the announcers say hi, and then a match is, like, a breath of fresh air, compared to, like, some of the shows we've been watching, where it's, like, video package, award ceremony, video package, announcers talk for five minutes, video package, first match.
2: You know, if only someone wouldn't have picked that certain one that had the
1: award ceremonies and stuff.
0: Okay, that (coughs) felt like a personal attack, but I'm just going to move on.
1: Okay, 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 okay. Before we... You say that was a personal attack. I believe me and Luke wanted to watch a bunch of different Starcades. That uh, yep. no,
0: was a personal attack. So first match of the day is Christian
1: and Tyson Tomko versus William Regal and Eugene. Hey, before you start this match, yeah. I just want to throw out there on Christian. Go ahead. What a difference like a year makes. Maybe like a half year. Yeah, he he. at this point
0: he was kind of in a mid-card tag team with Tyson Tomko. Less than a year from now, uh, and as we watched last week... He would be in TNA, and he would be on, on an undefeated streak. World. Yeah, uh, and essentially one year from the show, he would be tagging with Sting in his interim return. What a difference a year makes! And uh, at least TNA saw something in Christian, I guess I, you can say.
1: Even here, you see that Christian has that talent. Oh, for sure. Yes. Yes. but I think when he went to TNA, and he said this the other day on I think his podcast that he honed his craft there, and it made him as a it made him a better competitor. Oh, for sure. And I think oh, you can just see it watching yeah. the old shows how Christian just becomes so great.
0: Yeah, I, I think his improvement is like one of the coolest things to watch in wrestling, like through his entire career.
1: Hey, WWE, if you're uh, listening, Christian 2019 Hall of Fame, please. Definitely.
0: And maybe like a couple matches return, too.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would love that, but I don't think he even wants that. Really? You think no. he's just. From done? listening to his podcast, he just. He's done. Seems done That's fair
0: um, And again this is uh, Christian and Tomko Versus Regal and Eugene Who are the champs Who are the tag team champions And this is for the straps And of course Everybody remembers Eugene The uh, Was it a nephew Of William Regal In storyline Nephew of Eric, Eric Bischoff Eric Bischoff, Eric Bischoff yeah. I apologize yeah. um, And so uh, Eugene and, and Regal Are a tag team here And of course Eugene Is special needs In, in character and, and
2: let me tell you uh, The king Sir Jerry Lawler Is on one already <laughs> well, um, What does he say Well he said he, he tells JR Look at that guy his chimney's clogged, and he's the tag team champion. And then continues huh. to say, "JR, can you just admit that Eugene's ne- antenna doesn't get all the channels? <laughs> so yikes. Yeah, so Eugene, so. though, for the brief
0: stint that he had, was one of the most over characters while he was on the main roster. He was super over and, here. And credit to he, WWE for actually treating him like the character with respect instead of making him just a
1: stock because he could get it done, and he had moments. And he was over like Grover with this crowd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and like, they... WWE mishandles a lot of things, but I think they did very well with the Eugene character. I agree. And I thought it was funny. This whole match, I
2: I was rolling. So, yes, WWE deserves some credit, but at the same time, they made a completely special Ed character, and I believe all the credit... Excuse me, at least... Like the large majority of the credit goes to Nick Nick Dinsmore. Oh sure, for sure. I mean, he owned it, and anybody else could have made it terrible. Oh yeah, and probably would have. And he owned the hell out of it. Oh yeah, I'm not taking anything from Nick Dinsmore. I loved, I loved Eugene. He
0: doesn't. Oh yeah, that that gimmick doesn't age well. But this was this was the time when I wasn't watching a ton of WWE, but he was one of the characters that stood out to me. You know, when I was in high school watching it, just seeing, I don't know, the dynamic that he had. Uh, was interesting to me. Should we get into this match? Well, uh,
1: well, well, back on Eugene real quick. I don't think it didn't age poorly. Like, I don't know. I thought it was more tasteful than I thought it was back in the day. Like, I thought they they did a good job of making him look good. Yeah, um, in yeah ways, they made him look strong sometimes. They made, him, they made him look strong. They gave him the tag belts. Mm-hmm. And uh, the storyline with William Regal was always fun too. I mean, I, I guess what I mean is it's just a lot touchier now. Oh, definitely with the slangs
2: that you can say and stuff
1: like but, that. But so. but I mean, at least they weren't like flinging the R word around. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that.
2: Which okay. the heels never called them that.
1: I I'd have to look back. I'd have I mean, to look back, but I don't remember it because. Okay. I, I mean the the stuff Jerry Lawler said Was probably the worst Stuff that was said I I will say
2: that He's wearing a Hulk Hogan Rip off shirt That says Eugene, Eugene And the
0: headband too In the
2: text Yes and the headband Oh it
1: was hilarious I it need me some Eugene Hulk swag Oh yeah You um, know what when, when he's going through this I'll get on Ebay
0: all right, oh. yeah, look it up. Thanks, brother, uh, So Regal and Christian are going to start this match off. A uh, nice little technical wrestling exchange to start. Of course, Regal is the master of that, but Christian was holding his own as well. Um, Regal get, does get some early offense in, and then Eugene gets tagged in. Uh the first, first thing he does is he does the Hulk Hogan muscle poses to get just monumental pop, and then he, he channels his inner junkyard dog. He crawls on his hands and knees and headbutts Christian, and then he cocks his leg and pretends to urinate on him, and the crowd just is eating it all up. Uh, and then Tomko gets tagged in, and kind of the whole dynamic changes, because now it's like, uh-oh, Tomko can do some damage. Uh, but Eugene believes in himself. He doesn't need to tag William Regal, even though he could. He, he thinks he's got Tomko. Um, he gets the heat on Eugene, though, uh, pretty quickly, and starts beating up on Eugene, Tomko does. Uh, and then he tags Christian back in. Eugene escapes the ring, uh, and then he goes and like starts high-fiving and hugging fans in the front row. And then he goes to hide under the ring. Uh, Christian and Tomko are trying to get him. They end up getting back in the ring. Regal's on one side, and so... Christian and Tomko think that Eugene's going to crawl through the ring and back up the other side, but smart Eugene crawls back under the side he crawled under and it ambushes both men from behind. That was funny. That was a fun spot. And, they do, and the announcers fun.
2: do give him credit by saying, you know, a very smart move by Eugene. Yes. So, it was, it was.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then Eugene gets a nice airplane spin. Uh, both men kind of eat it, though, at the end of that. Uh, and then he rides Christian like a horse, which I did enjoy a lot. Uh, Tomko out of nowhere hits a choke slam, ugly choke slam, so they, they didn't even call it a choke slam. Uh, he, 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 uh, JR just called it a maneuver uh, So he hits a choke slam And then uh, Christian gets the advantage from that And then he does tag Tomko in um, There's a power slam by Tomko for a near fall And then Christian back in Double team to Eugene here Eugene hulks up uh, and it's literally, he does hook up, he does the whole Hogan thing, mm-hmm. uh, he does get a tag here to Regal, and then Tonko comes in, and just clotheslines Regal's head off, very stiff clothesline, uh, Christian comes back, and at this point, Regal's nose is bloodied, uh, because he had suffered an injury last week on Monday Night Raw, and a had...
2: deviated septum.
0: Ooh ouch, and he uh, apparently re-injured. I'm I'm guessing it was on the clothesline.
2: So it was basically just like, yeah, yeah. It was basically just like his deviated septum septum made it so that anytime he got any contact, their bloody nose, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, So he starts bleeding now from from the neck, and uh, kudos to the announcers because they immediately are able to place it back to the injury he had received um, there. And then Christian works the nose over too. He targets the the nose and face area for a a good deal the rest of this match. So the ref's distracted at one point and then Tomko's able to get a cheap shot in and then he tags in. And then uh, this is the point when I noticed in the match somebody in the audience had a whistle and they were using it very liberally.
2: I think it was Bill Alfonso.
0: Oh man, the whistle was driving me crazy by the end of the show. And especially in this match because they were blowing it like, all over the place. I did not care for that one I didn't
1: notice it at all. I, I, like, I noticed it a few times. I was watching with headphones, though, so it was, like, oh, okay. um, it was in my face. Yeah, uh, no. And, I
0: yeah, I got very tired of that very early. Uh, so Christian pulls Eugene off the apron as Regal's going for a tag. Uh, and Eugene decides... Uh, that he's going to get involved and try and come into the ring to save his buddy Regal. But all this does is allow a ref distraction, which allows both heels to come in and beat up on Regal for a little bit. And then Tomko and Regal kind of have this awkward headbutt collision. And so both men are down. Uh, Regal goes for a tag, but he goes for the wrong corner because his bell's a little bit rung. Tomko takes advantage of this. Uh, Regal does eventually get the tag. The crowd is is super hot for this tag. Uh, Eugene's on fire here. He's taking everybody out. And then... Goes for a drop kick on Tomko, immediately clutches
2: his knee. And on the launch, he blows his knee yeah, up.
0: Yeah, uh, things get awkward for a minute. Uh, they throw Re- T- Tomko and Christian throw Regal out of the ring, and then we get a tight grabbing roll-up uh, abruptly to end the match. Turns out uh, Eugene dislocated his patellar and his kneecap, and that is the end of the match. The uh, The faces do retain. It went 12 and a half minutes. Uh, this was a really fun match up until the end. It's unfortunate to see somebody get injured, um, and it looked to be a pretty bad injury at the time, and, and it was. Uh, and it, it kind of just that the match just kind of ended really abruptly but what we got was fun i still gave it a 3 star grade because i i did enjoy what we got i sure. loved the story work and i loved the character work between all the guys in the match so i gave it 3 stars
1: i gave it 3 stars i don't know if you mentioned this when i was looking for that eugene shirt but he did some jyd Junkyard yeah, Dog yeah, offense uh-huh. and with the headbutts and the 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 peon christian was it yeah, was hilarious so yeah i gave it 3 stars it was really fun um so he, he did the injury and um they made William Regal defend the tag team title belts by teaming with Jonathan Coachman at a house show, and he lost the belts to La Resistance. And then Regal would end up winning the belts back with Tajiri, um, in a, like a month later. Classic. Um, Eugene would be out for about six, seven months. Ooh. Uh, you would see him at WrestleMania though, and get attacked by 21. Muhammad. Yeah. Yep, 21, and Muhammad Hassan and Davari would attack him, leading to the return to WWE by Hulk Hogan. Nice. As, as it should be. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I, So I uh,
2: gave this one two and three-quarter stars. Uh, I just had to knock it. It was a three-star match uh, until he busted his knee. Yeah. Um, I mean, yes, it's unfortunate. You can't really fault that. I mean, that's just a freak accident. You can't fault For the sure. superstars. But obviously, it affects what you're seeing. And the roll-up finish felt a lot to me. Obviously, not the same extremity of in- injury, yeah. but when uh, Owen Hart dropped Austin, yeah. And so Owen just kinda had to sell yeah. uh jeering the crowd until Austin could get the weakest roll up I've ever seen. Yeah. You know, pretty so. similar. yeah, um, pretty
1: similar. So but we and got Tomko wouldn't go down at first either. No, you know? he yeah. Got yeah.
2: A, so we really, got a and he had full to moon.
1: grab the tights. We yeah. Had, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Eugene had to do the the like pulling the tights thing. But I will
2: say, um, as we kind of say before, Nick Dinsmore deserves a ton of credit. Owned the heck out of this gimmick. Yeah. Um Eugene's Eugene's hot to trot here and Regal looks really good too. Yeah. Oh, and Christian um, too. Yes. Well, pretty much everyone met Tomko even looked all Tomko looked all right. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know,
1: you know Tomko was never the greatest worker in the world, like he was obviously. Though. But he was not bad. No. I do have to say I feel like he's someone that you would absolutely adore. I always liked him just because
2: like I like the Matt Morgan fan. You're yeah. Nathan, well, no not Nathan. I Jones. don't like Nathan Jones.
1: Uh who, who else Gene Snitsky was, yep we're gonna get into that well he's not good here but, no. but Tom, you're not you're not a big Tomko mark I like Tomko but I would have rather him just stay as a bodyguard for most yeah, of his career yeah. as a diesel Fair. yeah but he did he did have a decent run in TNA as well like his matches there he got really decent I don't want to say he got good but he got yeah. he got very decent had a the, good match
0: at lockdown in one of those chaotic lockdown handcuff yep and matches.
1: Him, I believe him and AJ Styles won the tag team belts
0: oh really
2: I'll double check. But. So, yeah, I will say two two and three quarters. Um, but with that injury, it, it kind of gave you the feeling that this was snake bit from the start, this whole pay-per-view. Yeah, that's exactly so. what I
0: thought. Uh, I mean, to see something like that in the opening match. Uh, hopefully, we wouldn't get any more. Knock on wood.
1: He was a one-time tag team champion with AJ Styles.
0: Nice. Good call. Uh, so, after this, we get a cutaway completely out of nowhere to uh, WWE Diva Search contestant, Christy Hemme. Poolside. Watching, walking on a poolside in a port, on a Puerto Rican resort. Uh, so, we get our first bosom shots of
1: the, and of the Jerry. The King Lawler loves it when she takes the, the twins out for a walk. Yep.
0: Oh, yeah. And that was it. You got one shot, and goodbye. But we'll see let you. me tell you, we'll young, s-
1: young
2: Christy Hammy, man. We'll see
0: you. De- I know you got a thing for Christy Hammy. Uh, so, goodbye, Christy Hammy. Thank you. We'll see you in a few minutes. Uh, backstage, Tomko and Christian are angry, and I love. Uh, so, Tomko's like, poor guy, like, decent worker, not a very good. Actor, because he's trying to be mad that they lost these titles, mm. and he's just like grunting, mm. and it's like not convincing. He's like, "Oh, mm, dang it!" And uh. It cracked me up. And then uh, they run into Edge, and Edge is like, "I got an idea." And then Christian's like, "I don't trust you anymore." Uh, Tomko, sick him. And then Edge kind of <laughs> backs really him down. and he's and he's like, "I got an idea. Just follow me." And I, I it involves the world title. It involves the world title. Come with me, and they walk off together.
1: You know, we see this pay off here. But I wish this would have gone on longer. Where like yeah. Edge and Christian were kind of like back in cahoots with yeah. Tomko. Like I don't know. i could I I I have done something with it. I just e and C and T and something. I just nice. I just love the Tomko kick his ass.
0: Yeah, he's <laughs> just, gonna sick his his dog on him. And then uh, I love something else. Right, it's Qu- more of a goat than a dog. True, the goat. He's a goat. No, he's got the he's got the Billy oh, Goat. Oh yeah. Uh, and then I love something about this that I liked too. is like commentary, particularly JR was like devastated that Christian and Edge walked off together. He couldn't believe it. He he was stumbling over his word. JR had a rough night. Like can we just can we just get yeah. that off the ball? Oh, it was rough. Yeah, he he had a rough night, he and did. he he couldn't find. He he was speechless over this uh, this Edge. But segment. at the same
2: time, don't really blame him. No, no. As no. this event progresses, um, and
0: then after that, we get a uh, video package hyping up the women's championship match, and this. Yikes! Oh Lord, this storyline is everywhere. So a little background. Lita and Kane famously got married on TV after Lita got pregnant with Kane's child.
2: Yes. Which I don't remember. I don't remember how the impregnation actually happened. Sex. They had sex, Luke. <laughs> no, no. I no, I thought it was a stork. No, so I. Like, what led up to Kane? Like, was I don't it just remember. super random? Do you guys remember? Oh, no. How did he get with Katie Vick? Yeah. Kane can score some lookers, though. Yeah,
1: dude, he got Katie Vick and that wasn't Lita. <laughs>
2: Uh, and so, wasn't he
1: with Tori for a little bit
0: too? He like, was with Tori Wilson, he but he was with Tori. Tori, like Tori. Like
1: Xbox Tori. Um, yeah.
0: So, so that happened, and that'll come in a lot later. So uh, Tr- Trish Stratus makes fun of Lita for being pregnant and fat, okay?
1: That shows up at her wedding wearing white.
0: Yeah, it shows up at her wedding wearing white because she can't because apparently. Lita's
2: wearing black.
0: Yeah, and then and then. Uh, she's marrying. Snitsky Cain. happened, and then Trish makes fun of her for losing whoa, whoa, the baby. Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, you forgot whoa, whoa, about whoa. Snitsky punting the baby into the crowd. Yeah,
2: you're just gonna say Snitsky happened. Well, you're
0: I was gonna, gonna, gonna to get into it later. Background. I was gonna get into it
1: later a little bit. Yeah, but you gotta realize Snitsky might have had the funniest storyline of all time.
0: So, Gene Snitsky, we'll just get into it now.
1: Funniest Because
0: it kind of ties into everything. Dude, he kicked a toy
1: baby I into So, the crowd. I he so
0: Gene, Gene, Snitsky, of course, if you haven't heard of the storyline, it's what he's most known for. It wasn't in his fault. Uh, so there's a there's an angle where Lita and Kane were in the ring having a, a marital discussion, and uh, Snitsky came with a chair, hit Kane, Kane fell on top of Lita, and very famously, Lita miscarried uh, and ended up in the hospital for several weeks, and uh, Snitsky would kind of like take this and run with it, and the whole, it wasn't my fault, he would carry like a toy baby around, and of course, he like k- a carriage punted it into the crowd at one point. <laughs> uh good stuff oh boy so that's kind of the basis of the storyline oh and uh and then uh Snitsky collapsed kane's lungs for some reason <laughs> uh collapsed his collapses throat with a chair and so uh, trish raddis gave lita the moniker of the kiss of death because everything she touches dies uh being kane's throat and her didn't baby.
1: lita then kiss her did she she it's possible i'm pretty sure i don't know if they showed it in the video package yeah. but oh, i remember okay. lita uh, kissing so that's kind trish. of the
0: setup it's a grudge match oh and lita won the championship on raw uh yeah. Almost killed herself in the process on a suicide dive, which they made sure we played two or three yeah. times. Landed directly on her head.
2: I just know um, that as soon as this video started, I, I was like, oh, God, do yeah, need to miscarriage. no. This is
0: like, so people talk about like all-time bad Kane feuds. Like, so this, obviously this Katie Vick's number one. How is this not like, how do people not talk about this more? Because this is terrible. Because
1: there was fake Kane with, with Festus playing fake Kane or Luke Gallows. Yeah fam, so true, you know? That's true That's true There yeah, was literally the, There was literally No
2: miscarriage a- There was like Every other year there Kane was, was in no, a really bad feud There was no Miscarriage angle That ever 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 worked And they and, and companies tried Multiple times Oh yeah And all I blame constantly. it all On Vincent Russo
0: It was probably His fault here
2: I feel like he did The first one To be
0: um, honest So that's kind of The setup for this match It's, it's very much A grudge match Between these two ladies uh, And I find it funny That like directly After we have a very Objectifying segment With women Like now we're supposed To like buy them as Real competitors because they're gonna they have a are. match here. Oh, I know, I know, I know they are. Christie
2: Hemme a real competitor. Damn it! It's just
0: the dichotomy was interesting to me.
2: I was just giving you shit, dude. Oh, I
0: know. So we do have Trish Stratus versus Lita, who of course is the champion for the women's championship. Uh, dude, Lita song. I forgot how lit Lita's entrance song was. Stop oh yeah, and the crowd was die. nuts. I was just headbanging listening to this. Uh, so Lita dun, dun, comes out. Dun, dun, She's very dun, dun, over. Dun, dun. Uh, Trish is not very over. She's very much booed. So the bell rings. They stare each other down for a while. Uh, there's a Lita takedown, and then Lita dumps Trish outside. And then Lita goes for a Luthes press on the outside. She, Immediately, yeah. She jumps, and on the way down, folds her knee very awkwardly. Uh, she's very hurt. She does finish the she, match.
2: Well, she, like, lands on her... So in, she should have landed on her knees, but she, she like, landed, landed on, on, her, on her feet. Yeah. And just jacked her knee so up. So her
0: knee bent very awkwardly. She tore ACL. She does get back into the ring, and she's able to finish the match, but she can't stand. She's in the corner just taking, just taking a beating, basically. And then uh, the chick kick gets hit. And uh, in about four minutes, just under four minutes, Trish Stratus is the new women's champion. This match obviously was shortened because of injury. Um, it pretty much just became a, a squash match for Trish Stratus Trish because uh, Lita's injured knee. She couldn't continue. Uh, I have to give the match 0.25 stars. I can't give it anything better than that. Okay. Uh, because it just there, there wasn't it wasn't a match. Uh, it's really unfortunate. Again, at this point, I'm with you. This is a snake-bitten uh, Pay per view. Yeah, it's just like what else could the go first wrong? two matches end with a, a leg injury, a knee injury, even. Uh, big bummer. Zero point two five stars.
1: I actually gave it a one. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, I thought the crowd was so hyped that it actually helped. Um, oh, I felt bad for Lita, and she could, and I don't want to give Lita like a bad grade because she like tried to fight fight through this leg injury. Like, so I mean, I felt she tried really hard, and I thought Trish did her thing. So I gave it a one. Um, it's sad. Lita would show back up also around WrestleMania 21 to uh, coach and mentor Christy Hemme to face Trish Stratus. All right. So
2: I actually also gave it a one for the pretty much the same reason as
1: Kyle. Um, oh, nice, dude. The f-
2: yeah, love, you. love uh, you. The fact that sh- they were able to continue that match for like, what, three or two or three more minutes after that. It was like two that. more minutes, yeah. Um, the fact that they were able to even continue that and Lita was able to try to get up. and Can't say she's so, not tough. Yeah, so they actually had somewhat of a clean finish with the chick kick, you yeah. know? So I did have to give it a one. Uh, Lita ended up tearing her ACL, was the official injury. But you could tell that Lita was supposed to go over here. Yeah. She was supposed to defend because they they mildly, and I don't know if you guys missed, uh, missed this, but they mildly mentioned, oh yeah, uh, and with that win, Trish Stratus broke the... The WWE yeah, record yeah, for, for women's title times. reigns. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was. It's kind of sucks because something yeah. historical like that for Trish was just like, uh, yeah. By the way, whatever.
0: It was a bummer. It was a bummer for sure. Uh, um, but
2: they did kind of sell it. Sorry, I don't want to keep. Oh, it you're though, fine. But King, but King kind of sold it, was saying, you know, this is what happens when you do high risk. Well, yeah, that was the whole time. thing. Was like, what foreshadowing throughout this whole match? Because the latest
0: whole way down to the entrance ramp. It was like she's gonna kill herself one of these days. She's gonna get injured. She's reckless. She doesn't care about her body. And, and then right it off like, the bat, told you so. Yeah. Uh, so after that, we do get um, uh, Jericho
1: warming up in the back.
2: Yep, and then, but even more
1: importantly, locks.
0: we get Maria Kanellis uh, at poolside. Well, at
1: this time she was Maria Kanellis. Was she? Yeah. Really? Canellis is her last name, not Mike's. Yeah. Uh, she took
0: Mike Bennett took her last name in storyline.
2: That's story right, because WWE did that thing where he ma- they made him Mike Canellis. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so so you guys see Mike her Bennett. in a bikini. You're right, you're uh, right.
0: Thank you for that, WWE. Okay. Young? So after yeah, that, familiar. backstage, Eric Bischoff is speaking to Edge, and we immediately get the payoff for what that plan was. So the whole story is Edge, Edge wants out of the chamber match, and he wants to insert Christian in his place, and as a trade-off, he would be able to face the winner of the Elimination Chamber match the next night on Raw. Uh, because he is convinced that HBK will not referee this match fairly,
1: and Christian's all for this.
0: Yeah, and Christian's like, "Yeah, let's do this." Uh, of course, Eric Bischoff shoots it down. He says, "Hey, we
1: got sponsors."
0: Yeah, we got sponsors. We got TV time. And he says, "If you if you would have never have speared HBK through a table, uh, maybe you know things would be different."
1: This is so weird because Eric's with a heel here, but he's
0: like he came off as a
1: babyface this entire show. Yeah, yeah it was really
2: weird, and he also just looked weird. He had a buzz like cut. Buzz that's, cut. Ap-
1: that's after Eugene shaved his head. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, and he his acting was
0: just kind of. I mean, oh, it was just a weird it was fine. spot. Uh, so Edge okay, leaves. Yeah, sorry, it was fine. And so Edge leaves and immediately runs into Sean. Uh, Sean, you know, says, "I don't worry. I'm going to call it right down the middle, unless you hit me. Unless you hit me. Unless I'm provoked and I will respond physically. If not, I'll count Uno, Dos, Trace." The crowd pops. Huge. He knows our <laughs>
1: but then, <laughs> Sh- but then Sean says, "But I hope you
0: lose." And then he walks off, and that's that. I thought that was a nice little uh, planting a little seed for the main event. I like the segment so, a lot. A planting things. the
1: seed like Kane in Lita. Ooh. Uh, yeah. So uh, a
2: couple things with this. Uh, I will say I do – I liked Bischoff's GM character because he acted like the executive producer that he was. You know, like he – just those weird little nuances like, hey, we've got sponsors. Yeah. We've got ratings. we got this stuff to worry about. That No one ever – no GM really cared or said anything about that on air uh, until Eric started doing that, so yeah. I like that he kind of owned his own thing. Also, uh, right before that little interview, uh, they were they were showing like the Puerto Rican cars going down, just like just this one lane. Oh you know, yeah, narrow the, oh, street yeah. <laughs> like, like the, ne- brick the brick roads. Yeah, and uh, Jerry Luller. Jerry Lawler says, uh, "How about the drivers? Who man! All you need to be able to do to get a li- driver's license is uh, honk the horn."
0: Yeah, <laughs> I caught it. that. That was great. So, yeah, it was great. Anyway, um, so after that, we do get to our next match, and oh boy! Buckle up for this. We get Shelton Benjamin, who is the IC champion, versus Maven. And this is for the Intercontinental title. Uh, setting this up, uh, Maven got a win over Shelton Clean, right? Yeah. On Raw. Uh, and so this uh, that's how he earned the title. It kind of bugs me, like, the, the angles when you have to beat the champion to get a shot at the championship. Uh, but it seemed to be kind of like a natural thing here, where like it wasn't for the contendership specifically. Well, he just got the win, and it was like, well. you And know, the champion, as well in my now.
2: opinion, the champion should be protected to an extent.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, but that is the story going in. So the match starts. Both men are trying to kind of out wrestle each other in the beginning, which kind of tough to do when you're wrestling Shelton Benjamin, to be honest. Uh, Maven rolls outside to kind of catch his breath. Gets a lot of heat from the crowd. Uh, they call him the F word in Spanish, and then. <laughs> The crowd yeah. hated Maven, by the way.
2: Yeah, they called him some homophobic slurs. Uh, he was so, so then he had some serious heat. So then
0: he grabs the mic, stops the match, grabs the mic, sets up a chair, stands on it, tells the ref to not count. He obliges for some reason. <laughs>
1: yeah. I was he, wondering that too. I was like, okay,
0: <laughs> okay. I guess I'll listen to you, man. And then and Shelton like doesn't do anything. He's just kind of annoyed. So the match stops like and, me and and maven just starts cutting a promo on this crowd but he doesn't even really say anything he just like mocks them for speaking spanish well,
2: he just gets racist yeah. yeah and
0: it was he, cringy at best it was it was worse than cringy and so then uh he gets right up in some lady's face and they had to cut the mic off because they were worried that the, the or it was a guy they were worried that he was gonna like cuss out i think
2: or that she was gonna say something yeah
0: yeah um and so they cut the mic off And then he gets back on the chair And he says I need to concentrate But I can't do it with you guys Speaking all this gibberish And even Jerry Lawler Even Jerry Lawler Had to get involved And he's like Well I think it's called
2: Spanish Like <laughs> yeah. Oh that was so cringy Like you know when Jerry Lawler he Is has defending to some, your PC yeah. I uh, love Jerry
1: Lawler He was cracking me up so, This whole show
2: he, he So t- then He tells them the Callasus bocas Which, which is means a, shut, shut your, your mouth. mouth Yeah uh,
0: And at this point Like the match is still going This ma- The belt is rung This match is happening uh, so then Maven's like I'm not gonna fight you today I'm leaving and then my favorite line of the whole pay-per-view I'm gonna wait to fight you till we're in the United States of America newsflash pal technically you're in the United States yeah. of America and Puerto Rico buddy yeah. the 51st state um, it, it, so then he, he walks no, off not. <laughs> not yet he walks yeah, off still not, yeah. and just before he gets counted out runs back to the ring gets rolled up and the bell rings, and uh, Shelton Benjamin wins the first of their matches. I'm gonna, just gonna wait and do the time altogether here. Uh, so Maven like walks down the ramp, and then he grabs the mic again, and he says, "That's not fair. That didn't count. Let's do this again." He goes back. Oh, and he calls Shelton. He literally calls Shelton Benjamin a woman, and that's what like makes
2: Shelton Benjamin. Well, like, and then and then says he has no huevos.
0: Yes, uh, and so that makes Shelton so mad. He gets back in the ring, hits him with the T Bone Suplex, wins again. This whole segment went seven and a, half and a half minutes. Shelton Benjamin retains twice, technically. Uh, zero stars. It was horrible. One of zero. the worst. One of the worst men's
1: matches I've ever seen. I put down pure shite. It really was. I gave it a half star because of the T Bone Suplex. It was a good looking T Bone Suplex. Yeah, and is Shelton's theme song's awesome, and Maven's Ain't "No Stop" and me. Now. And so was Maven's, even though uh, they dubbed over it with something, and then they actually played it in the video package, though. So see, I'm, I could have swore
2: I heard the. Like the at least the instrumental that was actually his. No, it
1: was different. There's piano in his um, dubbed-over thing.
0: Yeah, this was terrible. Uh, I don't know what they were trying to do. I don't know if one of them one of the guys were working injured, maybe, or what. But this was just so bizarre. It was so, it, so well, stupid. It was so
2: dumb. And it was actually, a waste of time. My my girlfriend was sitting next to me watching this, and she was just like, "So after these two matches, that were just unfortunately just destroyed." So the crowd's already just like, okay, this sucks. Yeah. You're gonna follow it up with
1: yeah. that. I mean, you could at least called an audible and had something. Yeah. Well, you, you obviously had a ton of extra time now. Yeah. Right. Two That's with, probably what it even was. Even with
0: an even with an eliminated Jason Chamber match, it still went short.
1: No, but what I'm saying is, you have more time that you could have given this an actual match yes. because yes. you had Edge and Edge's match or not Edge's Christian's match over early and the Lita Church yeah. match over early. Over way early, I'm um, assume.
0: Yeah. So after that. Back to the back to the divas. We get Christy Hemme getting suntan lotioned up by uh, what's her name? Candace Michelle. Thank you at poolside. Mm. And uh, then we have
1: Chris Benoit warming up.
0: And that was terrible. Yep, Chris Benoit is getting pumped for the main event backstage. Mm. And then now we get a flashback to Monday Night Raw where there was a debate about Muslim people on, and that's true, uh, where Muhammad Hassan was debating Jerry the King Lawler. Uh, was it Lawler or Jr. He was.
1: Dating? It was Lawler. Okay, that's what I thought. And, uh, which, which is weird because... It was both of them, wasn't it? They were both in the ring. Well, JR just stood by him, kind of like Daivari.
0: Uh, it didn't end well, as you can imagine. And uh, both JR and the King got beat up by Davari and Hassan, which sets up this match between Jerry Lawler and Muhammad Hassan. Before we get into everything, can I just talk about Muhammad Hassan for a second? Oh, i love to. Let's I love Muhammad Hassan. It. Muhammad Hassan had the potential to be...
1: A world champion?
0: Not only that. He had the potential to be like a truly... Kind of a game changer for how you portray yes. a foreign heel. Yes, Because he kind of had a point... Always he did. Yes. Yeah. His whole he always character did. was based around racial prejudice and being treated differently Badly. because yes. because of his of his race and, and his religion.
1: And think of the guys he worked with right off the bat. Yeah. His debut came, like his TV debut came with Mick Foley. Yep. His first match came against Jerry Lawler. He had matches against Shawn Michaels, Hulk Hogan, Chris Benoit, um, The Hurricane. He had. He went over the SmackDown and had matches with The Undertaker and Batista. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, this guy um, was on the fast track to success.
0: And if it wasn't for the whole London bombing situation right around the unfortunate uh, kind of terrorist storyline with The Undertaker, you could still be looking at who's uh, Muhammad Hassan in this Top heel. industry and, today.
1: And then they kept kicking themselves, like, kicking themselves in the ass because then they would ha- they had Hassan like, they're not terrorists, they're just my friends. And it's like, oh, stop. just You're making yeah, things it, worse, WWE. Just don't just, show the video next time. Yeah, it
0: got unfortunate, but... This whole like first few months of his character was so interesting and it was so nuanced, which is in WWE terms when you're talking about a foreign heel is is very rare. I do well, yeah, love. So go
1: ahead. Oh, I was just say I do love how they they made him like like a Muslim even though he was Italian.
0: Well, yeah, true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and it, I just think it. Man, it was so interesting. And then of course backstage they got a promo, and they're even talking about even here in Puerto Rico we're being treated differently, and it's not. It's so interesting because he's he's drawing heat. By basically saying, I'm treated unfairly. And it's showing how hypocritical these crowds are, right? Yeah. Because they're booing him because he's telling him he's been treating, uh, being treated unfairly. It was brilliant and so yeah. ahead of
1: its time. It was It was really smart, too, because, like, I don't know, it, it, it made the crowd the bad guy, in a way, when you go yeah, back and exactly, look at exactly. it, is. it It, does. Does. it makes well, the faces heels, kind of. Well, it's kind of like you're For saying, sure. the iron. so it's like old Iron Sheik foreign heel was, you know,
2: ran number one,
0: yeah. USA ha- and, it's and like, Muhammad Hassan was this, like, I want to live here, but the, yes, you're no, treating no, me unfairly. No, he,
2: and, he's, and he's originally, like, his whole gimmick is he is an, uh, what, an Iranian-American. Like, yeah. He was born in America. Yeah. It could have been, um, man. It's just thinking. Yeah, so, like, even in this even in this promo, uh, he has a great point about Puerto Rico. You know, they're not even considered a state. They're just a yeah. commonwealth. And, and even still. They can't vote. And, yeah. and you know what's funny is, like, it's not funny. It's actually t- terrible. But this kind of ages... Like, in, Super our cur- well. and, yeah, in our current situation, well. with, like, the recent hurricane, the huge storm in Puerto Rico, yeah. and the lack of support they received, yeah. and how they were just treated like
0: second-class yeah. citizens. So, basically, Hassan's saying, like, you guys should be on our side, and even still, my hotel reservations disappeared, my wallet, uh, or Daivari's wallet we, got you stolen. You were detained in the
2: airport for three yeah. hours in
0: Puerto uh, Rico, yeah. It was just really interesting. Uh, it's a shame it never worked out the way it did, uh, but we have a match
1: to talk about. Uh, which is Muhammad Hassan, with, and it's a shame this didn't work out the way it should. Uh, and it's Muhammad Hassan with Davari in his corner versus Jerry Lawler with Jim Ross in his corner. Can and I make a point before this match starts, please? Hmm. Why the hell did they not have like Eric Bischoff or Jonathan I was coachman come that. out here and just commentate so,
0: through the match? Yeah. So you may have noticed that I that I said it's Jerry Lawler and Jr. in this match. Well, Jr. is outside the ring, Re- man. Ringside. Uh which, which was not necessary. Which no, not at all. Because well, he, he did almost nothing. He did J- one thing. Well, it, w- it made sense because they both got hit. On yeah, the true. Raw. So, so you may be thinking that's both of the announced crew members for Monday Night Raw. Who's going to announce this match? I'll tell you what. Nobody. No one. This is if uh, if any match on this card needed, desperately needed announcing. Yes. This was the match yes. that needed it.
1: I just don't know why, like Coach and Al Snow, the heat announcers weren't out there. Anybody, or, or you could even throw in like Hurricane and Rosie out Taz there. Chaz and
0: Styles. They were probably backstage. Throw the ECW announcers out there. Okay. Or no, you said one of the Michael Cole and Taz, dang. Uh, they probably weren't Taz there because this was
1: a Raw only show. No, they
0: were there. Get Taz out there. Uh, or no, was, or Eric
2: Bischoff and Coach. Also, s- should mention that Jerry Lawler is 55
1: years old at here. this point. 55 yeah. years young, Luke. But he's got the body probably of a 70 year old. Uh, no He looked good here He
0: had a heart attack Like two years after this On TV
1: Bro he had a heart attack Like that five way, years later yeah, That was actually That hard. was like was it? 2012 Was it really? We need to get your timeline Back in I shape barely, pal.
0: I'm out of control uh, Let's get into this match uh, So there's no commentary Which is the first thing I noticed uh, So there's a bunch of Scoop slams To begin this match From Asanda to Lawler Lawler falls out of the ring On the last one And he gets sent into the corner He fights back For the clothesline Don't get used to Any offense by uh, Lawler here Uh, Hassan gets outside the ring, gets in JR's face, which allows Lawler to get one strike and one strike only in. Uh, It doesn't last long because Hassan fights back immediately. He removes the turnbuckle pad. The ref puts it back, uh, which causes him to miss a pinfall attempt because Jerry went for a roll up. Ref didn't see it in time. Counts for two. Uh, Jerry gets sent shoulder first under the exposed turnbuckle for a near fall. Then there's a long camel clutch sequence to Lawler. Uh, Daivari, the whole match was just like, yell- he was the commentary for this match. Yeah. He clearly had a live mic on him or near him because you could just hear him just chirping and chatting this whole time. I kind of liked it.
2: I did to too. To be fair. I did too. Uh,
0: it was, he had some. He had a kind of hit. Him and JR kept bickering back and forth and it was pretty funny. He told them to
2: uh, shut up you fat Oklahoma slob yeah.
0: once. Uh, funny. And then after that we get a couple boring chants. There's a suplex to Hassan by Lawler, uh, and then the crowd boos a near fall attempt here. I noticed. Uh, and I think they're maybe booing because the match didn't end. Didn't end, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there's a running knee to Lawler for a near fall, and then a neck breaker for another Hassan near fall. Lawler hulks up a little bit. He drop kicks Hassan. Nice drop kick by the way, Very for, nice for drop a 55 kick. year old man. Yes. Uh, and there's a second rope fist drop by Lawler for a near fall here to Hassan. And then a nice looking DDT to spiked Hassan. Spiked him. Yeah, a nice spiked DDT. Uh, and then Davari puts Hassan's leg on the rope for a near fall after the DDT. Uh, Lawler doesn't like that and then just chases Davari like all over the place like a Benny Hill segment.
1: <laughs> JR, JR gets involved. He rips his hat off and puts up his dukes.
0: Uh, nothing that comes of that because <laughs> Davari runs into the ring. Uh, Lawler chases him, which causes enough of a diversion that Hassan hits. What's his finisher called? The reverse STO. Yep. Okay, he hits the reverse STO. Uh, and that's that's the end. That was a ten minute match. That was one of the longest matches on the card, by the way. It
1: was almost eleven. It was ten fifty one. Um,
0: this was a really bad match. It would have been bad with commentary, but without commentary, it just
2: drug on. Once again, I to Kyle's point earlier, I think that they drug it out longer than it needed to just because of they Probably. had time to fill.
0: Um so I didn't like this match at all. Like, I really hated this match a lot. Uh, and just like, I love the fact, I don't love it, but it, it was so silly, I have to bring it up, that they had to do a screw job finish, not a screw job finish, but kind of a screwy finish in the match. Uh, because, like, for some reason, they couldn't just let Hassan beat Lawler clean. Like, they had to have this whole distraction at the end of the match.
2: I know that I get a lot of crap for this, for trying to, like, use a lot more logic in these matches, but it's like, how, how does the king put up with so much offense from Hassan and kick out every time? Because they like, King these Doug? big snap net breakers. Yeah. And, I don't know. I just felt like he no, that's fair. realistically took way um, too much offense. I
0: gave the match 0.5. So that was like a three stretch of matches where I just, I was not having a good time. Uh, maybe that affected my rating of this match a little bit. Uh, but I didn't find anything to enjoy besides the drop kick and the DDT by law.
1: I gave it a one just because Ooh. of the drop kick and because JR was cracking me up when he ripped off his hat and said, put up your dukes. But uh, he didn't say that. I said that. But. Uh, I love the Hassan character and I love Jerry Lawler, but this was just bad. It was too long, and it was yeah. the the no commentary really killed it. Yep.
0: It, it you know what it reminded me of in like kind of an offhand way, but it was done so much better. Do you guys remember recently when they had uh, uh, McIntyre just take Angle apart on Raw?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it
0: kind of reminded me of that, but it just wasn't done nearly as well.
1: No, because I don't know Jerry Law. I love Jerry the King Lawler, but it just didn't seem like. I don't know. It seemed like he was carrying the match, and you shouldn't have a fifty-five-year-old carrying yeah. the match. I think Hassan was a little too green at this point. Oh yeah. But, well, they shoved him right yeah, out there. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, he was only he was was his al- debut. Yeah, right? he was only down in OVW too for like f- not very long. Yeah, they must in- have
0: had the idea, and they're like, "We got to get him up now." This it, is his
1: in uh, ring um, debut. Uh, gave it five
2: stars. Or excuse me. Whoa! whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> oh yeah, this is the greatest match <laughs> of Man. all time. Jeez. Uh, no, I gave it point five. Okay, okay. Stars. Um. I did enjoy something we didn't <laughs> we didn't mention here. Yeah, uh, Davari, as he's scurrying through the ring, loses his jacket. Yeah, Lawler and then grabs and then Lawler grabs the jacket, throws it at him, and Davari sells it like he just got shot. <laughs> oh yeah, I love that. So I that, forgot that, about that. That was pretty great. And uh, b- a little bit of trivia for you. Okay, let's hear it. Both both Muhammad Hassan and his trainer, the the person who trained him, were both on this card. You want you want to take a guess on who that was? You won't. Um, okay. Who is it? Val Valvenus <laughs> Val wasn't on Damn, the card. Yes,
1: he was. <laughs> Nick Dinsmore. Really? Eugene, Eugene. Oh, I should have got that. That was, he was an OVW trainer. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Jeez. I just said Valvenus cuz he was in a chicken fight. Yeah, we'll get to that. Can we move on? Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, so after this Batista's interviewed backstage, immediately uh Randy Orton crashes it. So, uh the whole Evolution Randy Orton being exiled from Evolution for winning the title has recently a mystery. has recently occurred. Um and uh so Basically, Orton's calls uh, calls Batista Triple H's stooge. Uh, he's trying to open Batista's eyes and make him realize that the only thing Evolution is good for is Triple H winning the title, and you're just his lackey. Basically, uh, Batista doesn't buy it and says, "Hey, at the end of the day, the only thing I'm worrying about is winning that world title tonight in the el- in the Elimination Chamber."
2: More of the story here. Don't trust trips.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, so then, coach comes out to join Jr. on commentary, and Jr. again is just
2: devastated by this. Well,
1: coach just starts making fun of him for instantly. Losing. Yeah, instantly. Which, this is why coaches like return didn't work as well because he had no character. He was so dull. And this, and like when you watch old
0: school coach like from this era, he's hilarious. He's, like, total top heel coach. Like he's so smug and like he's such a dick, but like in a funny way. And and when he came back. He was nothing.
2: Well, and he always had like a, a superior to yeah. be the
1: lackey for and
2: also be, you know, a really yeah. good trash talker.
1: Um, So, so that was that. And then, and then they went outside the show around yeah, the
2: arena. My favorite
0: part of this whole show, by the way. So they cut to like an out. It was a bad shot, to be fair. So they cut to like the cameras like angled up on like some pine trees and
2: some palm trees. Was it a palm tree? Yeah, they were. palm Jr.
0: Eyes. could not make sense of what he's he like, was seeing.
2: He's like, "Oh, gee, what's this?
0: Some palm trees in San Jose?" <laughs> and then, like, they they like pan down to see the arena. Jr. is just trying to make sense of this. So, palms. We're in San Jose. We're in San Juan. And then it's just like, "Come back to the arena quickly." Poor that, that crack. Jr. could not make sense of what he was seeing. He was flabbergasted by that. I just thought that was so funny. The poor guy.
2: And, uh, and then we uh, segue into. Uh, this is going to be ugly like many of Coach's women. Yeah,
0: so they're talking about the uh, Kane versus Snitsky match, which is up next. And JR just like totally nonchalantly just drops this line. This is this will be ugly like a lot of coaches' women. Coach didn't even get to have a comeback because JR just
2: kept talking. No, co- JR, <laughs> it's so funny. It's almost like he was shoot pissed. I loved it. After, after Coach just told – like just – Picked on him. Yeah. Really teased him.
0: I loved how he said this whole seg... This whole, like, that whole, like... When Coach first joined the booth to that line. was just like, I was enjoying myself. Uh, and then, yeah. So, after that, um, no no bikini uh, segment here. Sorry,
2: Luke. Well, no. Because it led right into a miscarriage storyline again. Yeah. So.
0: so, then we get the video package going over how Snitsky caused Lita to miscarry again. And that's the the that genesis. His fault. So, Kane is just coming back. This is his first match back from his
2: uh, throat injury that he received by Snitsky. Which... I don't think we... He put a chair around his neck and, and came on. off from the top rope. And- yeah.
0: Ba-chow. So I, I feel like... So this whole, like... It's funny. This whole, like, video package had, like, the tale of two Snitskis because it was the one snitzky who's like, I don't want anything to do with this. It wasn't my fault. Just leave me alone. And then the other Snitsky who's like... <laughs>
2: certainly doesn't shy away from making fun of them for losing their baby <laughs> at this like in the same breath no, dude i just sni- poor snitsky like he got he got booked terrible. oh yeah oh yeah uh, they made this dude punt a damn baby yeah so that kane, was awesome so kane is back for it was awesome. it
1: was the funniest thing i've ever it seen hilarious, on tv but it wasn't like it, it wasn't was so bad it was good yeah, it was it, a parody yeah but it was so awesome like it wasn't intentionally he legit hilarious. took a baby doll and punted it. it it was the best thing I've ever a seen. Smile in the crowd.
0: Can I tell you something? Yeah. This was one of the things that really made me stop watching a lot of WWE. Like
1: Snitsky the Snitsky kicking the baby? Call.
0: Just Snitsky in general. I couldn't stand him. Did
1: and you like him when he came back? He was he was w- bad. No. Did, when he had yellow teeth?
0: No. Um. Can we get into the match? Yes. Kane versus Gene Snitsky. God, guys, slow chemical. Kane's entrance song at the time. That song slaps. Hey, Bam.
1: you know, I saw something the other day. Like which licensed song? Theme song. No was way, your Jose. Favorite? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, you, is slow chemical up there for you? It's oh, it's way up there. I love this song. I, it's probably my. I got a three-way tie for first. Let's hear it. Slow chemical for but by, by uh, Finger Eleven. Finger Eleven for Kane, cult the Personality. Oh yeah, that's up there for me for too. For CM Punk and can you guys guess my the last one? Luke should be able to guess this one. Uh Roland. Yep, but Limp by Biscuit, Limp Bizkit, uh, baby. Those
0: are all three are up there for me. Chris Benoit's song is Whatever way up there by for me. Our
1: Lady Peace. Yeah.
0: That's up there for me too. No one
1: me back. Oh, and X Factor by the, the old X Factor theme song that was sung by Uncle Cracker. So yeah.
2: I've actually got a, one I've got a couple different so Roland by Limp Biscuit. Uh Colt's personality I think Colton Personality for me is number one, but um Oh, God. I lost it. The Edge one by Alter Bridge? Yes. Oh, no, no, no. The Edge one by Rob Zombie.
1: Oh, yeah. Both the Rob Zombie and the Alter Bridge ones are good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the Rob Zombie. What do you guys think of Rhonda's entrance song now? Oh, I love it, too. Fitzer. Yeah, it's perfect. Well, that was her UFC theme song Should we talk, I,
0: Yeah. Should we talk about this match, guys? This was a really boring match, but I think... I, I will say both these guys look good. Yeah, like, I like think I overrated physically. this match because it was like a real match, and we hadn't had one of those in a while on this card. Uh, so there's a big clothesline to sing Snitsky to start things off, followed by a scoop slam, and then he, Kane got air on this leg drop. And it wasn't like he didn't get a running start or anything. He just leaped. Leg drop onto Snitsky. That was really impressive. Dude, he's
2: an underrated athlete. Yeah. He comes off the top rope for a clothesline. Yeah, uh, (laughs) there's a Kane
0: power slam uh, for a near fall, and then a sidewalk slam to Kane. Snitsky, Snitsky, I cannot say that, goes outside. He removes the padding to uh, reveal the concrete below on the ground. uh, Immediately gets back body dropped onto it. (laughs) Ouch. Uh, And then both men get back into the ring. Kane goes up top. He goes for a move, but Snitsky counters it with a kick to the gut. Uh, And then Snitsky stretches out Kane, like, across the ring post. Kind of like a surfboard-style move. That was cool. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, And then Coach, I like this part because (laughs) Coach is selling the crowd's disinterest as disbelief. Like, the crowd is not into this match, right? Nope. and, and, And Coach is like this crowd is just so devastated they can't even talk <laughs> and i just like that i was like coach is hilarious smooth
2: man. coach he knew what he was saying See, i actually felt like coach wasn't very good in this match i thought oh, like
0: he, he ended up saying some kind of some weird things
2: stuff that the was line like, that really okay. made me
0: confused was he was talking about you know red on kane's tights that's you know rust that. it's rust and that's what kane is a little rusty i'm like what are you talking about that's what he would have said this year when he was on the wrong commentary no that's
2: literally that's literally when i was like The coach is sucking right now. And
0: then he said something. The other thing he said that I noticed, and it wasn't untrue, but it was just poorly timed. He was talking about how both of these guys are such great athletes, which is true. But he said it during a double down. Because he said, man, these guys are both great athletes. They just keep going and going and going. And as he said that, both guys are down. So it was a true statement, just poorly timed. Uh, So... I, I like that, but that was a good line by Coach. Good though.
1: stuff. Yeah. And there's also, a series
2: of strikes. Oh, go ahead. Kane's elbow pads just keep falling off throughout this there's whole like match. There's, like, black gunk under them, too. Did you notice that? I don't even. I didn't notice that. that there was, like, some black goo under well, his I elbow bet, pads. I bet you Elbow that, grease, dude. I, I bet. <laughs> nice. Wow. We I, high-fived if you're wondering I, about I so, bet right? you, like, they have some adhesive to actually keep
1: Pro, those That's on. what I was
0: guessing, yeah. Um, Great so fist
1: bump worked that time.
0: Yeah. So there's a series of strikes to Snitsky and then a... Uh, 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 Chokeslam teased by Kane He doesn't get it though Snitsky fights it off With a scoop slam And then Kane sits up And then Snits- Snitsky kicks him Kane sits up Snitsky kicks him Kane sits up
2: Snitsy kicks.
0: Snitsky kicks him uh, It takes it takes four kicks To keep Kane <laughs> can down record,
2: okay. Can I get a recording Of you just saying Snitsky
0: kicks him Snitsky kicks him Uh He doesn't get up this time uh, So it takes four If you're wondering How many kicks it takes To have Kane not get up It's four Four kicks Approximately Three kicks and a scoop slam And he won't get up again Uh uh Kane gets thrown into the steps very hard on the outside. Uh Snitsky grabs a chair. Kane gets a big boot and fights him off. Uh apparently Snitsky was just going for the DQ here, he didn't care. Uh this is side- which makes sense, I guess, for his character. Uh sidewalk slam to Snitsky by Kane, the classic Kane uh sidewalk slam, followed by a big boot. Uh this is when I noticed Kane's boot was kinda starting to come off a little bit. So uh, he was just
2: having wardrobe malfunctions he was. dude
0: Not a big deal but I mean this is kind of silly looking So Kane goes up top hits a nice flying clothesline The crowd suddenly becomes alive <laughs> At that spot uh, And then a hot shot to Kane stuns him on the top rope And then a stiff ass clothesline by Snitsky uh, Kane the, teases the choke slam, and then Snitsky does So they have their hands on each other's throat uh, Snitsky fights out of it and then bites Kane In the ear uh, uh, Tyson Holyfield style and then Kane Hits a tombstone kind of out of nowhere for the win Match went 12 minutes um i said this was the second best match of the night at this point which is true i gave it 2.25 i thought it was a decent little match uh it was nice to see a real wrestling match after everything else we'd gotten uh to this point and nobody got hurt which is great
1: i gave it a two i thought it was a decent brawl at some points decent big man match and the tombstone out of nowhere was kind of cool it was awesome like kane bringing it back yeah yeah
2: did he not finish with the tombstone a lot? Then it was just chokeslam. It was just chokeslam. He yeah.
1: He
0: also had a powerbomb with a pin at one point. I'm not. Yeah, sure how yeah. He yeah, had. I think it was pretty much after he unmasked. He didn't really use the tombstone that. He did often. the tombstone
1: on like Linda McMahon on the, on the, the steps, right? Steps, and then he might have used probably it on Pete Shane. Rose or something and, again. Well, he yeah. was, yeah, yeah. He was masked with Pete. He might have done when Pete Rose came back like a while ago. But then he did it on Shane maybe once or twice. But he never used it. Um, I gave this one two stars every match at this point it
2: was just so slow yeah uh very i, I will this was i will refer to this as a heavy hitting hoss match Pardon the <laughs> alliteration that's fine that's um, fine um but yeah it was it was okay there were some spots but i just didn't have a reason to care yeah you know, same. ultimately
0: so same it was such a bad storyline and again like it was a great storyline kicking the baby no, uh this could have been again like it did feel a little bit like a blood feud coming to an end and I don't know if the storyline continued after this, but it, they, again, it, it could have been, it should have been like a Falls Count Anywhere, Last Man Standing match, you know, just a, you, you know. know. Uh, after that, it's time, it's the time of the show where we're King's killing. back at commentary. Where, yeah, King's back, still in his ring gear, and we're killing time because we got to get the chamber ready to go. So there's a promo for the Rise and Fall of ECW DVD, which is a great documentary. It's Very on good. the network. Watch it. I, I just like watched it, it recently. Uh, and then, yeah, King's back. Uh, Coach stays, though. He stays in the middle seat there. And then uh we get this. So we're poolside. Stacey Keebler's there. Maria Kellis is there. Christy Hemi is there.
1: Uh that other lady's there. Candace Michelle. Thank you. Yep. Uh, also at the they show Candace putting oil on Christy's back. Okay, but, okay, again, but it's, again, the it's the same clip exact clip exact that they showed clip. earlier. It's the same clip. And then King says, Hey, hey, the last time JR touched a breast was when he was at KFC. And then JR does this like Obviously, like annoyed fake laugh for like way too long. He's
0: <laughs> <Yeah. was> like, <laughs> and he just kept Sassafras. doing this. Uh, this was so bad, guys. <laughs> uh, so the announcers are drooling all over these ladies at this point. They showed the same that same clip of the oil. Uh, Simon Dean shows up. He pushes. He's the poor, drinking a pineapple. He pushes a poor guy in the pool for no reason. I loved it because he's just big some guy. Just yeah, see it. Uh, and then Keebler and Venus are like, fighting in the pool with pool noodles. It looks like a pornography. Like let's just be honest. They're just like just miss the music. weekly hitting each other <laughs> with <laughs> pool noodles. <laughs> Porn noodles. <laughs> pool noodles. Good one. A Freudian slip there. I apologize. Uh, and then, like, for no reason, Venus goes under the water. I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm going over it very in-depth. He puts Stacy Keebler on his shoulders. Chicken fight. Uh, the one part that did kind of make me chuckle, Rosie and Hurricane were in the pool, both in their full ring gear. Yeah. That kind of made me chuckle Her- a little Hurricane
2: bit. swimming around was ho- And everyone, everyone
0: has a chicken fight. If you don't know what that is, it's when you put someone on your shoulders and they hit each other with items. Uh, or that was, their fists. This was so terrible.
1: So so, was this a match? S- no. Yeah, Christy and Rosie end up winning the Fatal Four Way.
2: <laughs> How zero, many stars Kyle? Zero stars.
1: stars Kyle? Oh, about three and a half.
0: Oh, nice. Um, classic. So after that, we're almost ready for the Chamber match uh, because we have to get a video package first. And I thought this was a really nice kind of like video package to kind of put a bow on everything in case you hadn't been keeping up with the storylines at the time. And
1: you find out Batista's going to be the last one entered because he because beat he... Rhino in a beat the hey, clock match. Hey, question:
0: What happened if you didn't win that match?
1: I think the person that you're wrestling gets the spot yeah okay i was just curious i think i don't remember so, i don't either uh so the whole kind
0: of so there's a few different storylines here in this match so going back they kind of have to go back to randy orton winning the world title for the first time and uh being excommunicated from evolution by triple h and batista and rick flair and they all beat him up and and it kind of gave randy orton a little babyface run of course he would drop the belt back to triple h because reign of terror and then um while all that's going on, uh, you know, Orton, there's a little bit of like dissension questions happening between Batista and Triple H because uh, maybe Batista wants to win the title, but Triple H, you know, says, as long as you're my guy, we got each other's back, uh, you know, kind of manipulating Batista. And then on top of that, we have all these layers, right? On top of that, there was a match for the world title on an episode, I think it was on an episode of Raw. Uh, the end of that match happened when Edge had, Edge got put in the Crippler crossface by Chris Benoit. Edge rolled over Benoit got pinned while Edge tapped out uh, after that happened Triple H kind of expected that the title would just get put back on him but Eric Bischoff says no you got to fight for it that which is up, another
1: face thing a heel GM yeah, is doing
0: uh, and then he announces HBK is the guest referee another face thing a heel GM does which sets up for the elimination chamber match that we see in front of us today before we get to the matches one more thing we're almost there uh I'm batista back. and triple h are backstage oh no. yeah almost never. almost uh batista tells triple h, h it. that he has nothing to worry about uh because triple h is a little concerned about what he said batista's
1: basically saying i faked out randy orton exactly i don't i got my poker face on and guys. if you think
0: this is all building up to randy's <laughs> redemption ha reign of terror um so we're almost ready for the chamber match now yeah uh we're almost ready for the chamber match now uh and then eric comes out eric comes out and he's I'm like back. This is my greatest creation. Ten tons of steel. See you
1: later, and then he <laughs> leaves. So can I can I note something? That yeah, that this was, should be
2: the second greatest creation
1: of his behind the NWO.
2: Sure. Well, Kyle has that, but this was um he he's saying this is his creation when this is the fourth elimination chamber match in history.
1: Yeah, because he created the one at the two thousand two <clears throat> Survivor Series. Yeah, he said that was his like that was his thing. Does his thing,
0: but right? it wasn't. yeah
1: was it actually it was his thing but that was his thing on tv was he created he just leaves it. and i think he leaves, of
0: i think he kind of just hangs out at ringside the rest of the match
1: no he went backstage did he okay i didn't see him again and then we get to that oh. was rick flair outside the ring oh, okay can Sorry. i Sorry. can so i they're, call they're an like actual mistake then he yeah. says
2: welcome to new year's revolution as if like the rest wasn't part of the pay-per-view yeah i which, noticed that which would have been better. Wipe
0: the slate here. Which would have been better. Uh, yeah. And then that does lead to the chamber match, which is Edge versus Triple H versus Randy Orton versus Batista versus Chris Jericho versus Chris Benoit for the world, the vacant world championship with HBK as the guest referee. It kind of felt to me like Chris Jericho was like a definite outlier in this match. Like, we need a sixth guy. And even, even Benoit, who, f- who directly factored in to the finish of why this title was vacated in the first place, to me, the, both those guys felt like complete outliers in the story they were telling particularly jericho but even ben too kind of felt well, like they just didn't give enough
1: context yeah well yeah Jer- jericho really felt like the odd man out here yeah. but god did he look good he did he looked oh, great god i loved it i loved his tights i loved his hair his hair looked great but the the blue and like pink and purple
0: tights mm-hmm. were so cool oh for sure um so uh let's get into the match here so
2: i have a lot of notes on this match so just uh bear well can we me. Uh, post post evolution Randy Orton awesome yeah uh, his theme song yes the, hey do you know no, who's saying that you, can you, say. Can say. Do you no. know who saying
1: that who I believe it's the same people that sang Maven's theme song cool who who's that Mercy Drive oh really are those uh, in your top five licensed songs I mean I guess a lot of licensed songs on the show you can't re- you can't I don't think you can really call it a licensed song if they like wrote it for the guy I also forgot That's about true. Batista's old music I liked it. Oh I
0: marked out when it came out Yeah When he came out uh, So to start the match We do have uh, Jericho and Benoit Two greats Two greats Which I was I thought that was a very smart decision To start this match off With probably two of the best workers in the match Yeah the, Seems two, like the a, two forgettable yeah. ones Like you said
1: Yeah I mean but just as far as work the rate goes The two out of place yeah. Yeah. By the way guys If you try to tell me that Big Mother Thruster Was the one that sang Maven's song They're the same band
0: Thank you uh, Should we get into this match?
1: Yes. No, let's
2: keep talking about Big Mother okay, Thruster. So <laughs> Benoit oh, okay, so and
0: Jericho start things off. Uh, really nice mat-based wrestling sequence here. Uh, Benoit chops Jericho, and it literally sounds like a gun's going off. That Ooh. And then Ooh. Jericho gets some of his own. These two men are chomping the hell out of each other. As ben- they always do. Benoit tries for the sharpshooter. Jericho rolls it into a slight roll-up attempt and then into the walls. Can't get it in. And Jericho gets up straight into a big German suplex. And then he tries for the crossface. Y2J fights it off. And then um, hits a kind of a sling blade type move for a near fall. First near fall of the match. Uh, there's an HBK chant, which I just thought was kind of funny because he wasn't even in the match. Uh, he was there. But, and then uh, Lawler even said, it's not every day you hear a chant for the referee. Just true. You don't hear a chant for the referee every day. We but, also
2: didn't mention this prior. Yeah, uh, Triple H got a huge pop when
1: he came out.
0: He really did. Yeah.
2: Please explain. Anybody? Anybody know? Uh,
1: it's a, it's. Well, I think it's because you're in Puerto Rico and this was their first pay per view, so they were stoked for everything. Yeah. Including any the big Jerry star Waller match.
2: Yeah, is gonna be big. Batista was also highly touted here. True. Too. True.
1: Anyway, go ahead.
0: Oh, you're good. So after the HBK chant, there's more chops to Jericho. He's sitting on the top rope, and Jericho, or Benoit just chops a hell of him, hits him with a superplex. The gong goes off, and Triple H is the next man in. There's some strikes and kicks to Benoit in the corner, and then a running knee to Jericho by Triple H, and then uh, Triple H sends Benoit, like, screaming like a rocket ship into the corner. He sells it like he's dead. Uh, that is a near fall. Four, Triple H, and then there's some more big chops by Jericho to Triple H this time. And then Benoit gets sent out of the ring by Triple H and then sent into the cage wall. So that's the first uh, steel bump we get of and the steel And Benoit's busted. Benoit's busted open at this point, and Benoit is busted open by the wall at this point. Uh, Triple H sends Jericho out of the ring on the other side for good measure onto the steel floor
2: outside. Uh, there's no way those that steel floor has any cushion, man. No, Not That's why they changed all. it. Because the, the, the I wish it was got tired. the way
1: it was back in. <laughs> Wow, that's two opposing.
2: For sides,
0: my so. own, for my own sake, I wish it was, but for the, I'm glad they changed. Well,
2: it. I remember hearing about it on the Pritchard pod, and he talked about just like how the the creator of the elimination chamber was not Eric Bichon. Bichon. was not a,
0: <laughs> <laughs> the art, the actual architects. You're dead to me. We're not the designers. we not wrestlers. Yeah, they were
2: not wrestlers and it took no consideration into the comfort of yeah. bumps.
0: Um, so Benoit's busted, as he said, he gets sent into the cage wall again, and then back into the ring for a Triple H near fall. Uh, Jericho breaks up a pedigree attempt, and which why. Why did he do that? It's an elimination chamber, it doesn't matter who loses. All you should care no. about is if you win.
2: No one wants Trips to win, okay?
0: Apparently not. Uh Because there's a few things like that that happen throughout this match. Uh Triple H tries to pedigree this time on Y2J, but he gets body dropped onto the steel floor. Hellacious bump by Triple H. He must have a thing. He must, like, have a fetish for being dropped onto steel because he got dropped on... He got, like, took so many bumps on the steel floor in this match, like... He took like 10 or 11 just in this one chamber match. He must have kind of liked it. Because I liked it. He was taking it a lot. I mean, oh, yeah, I
2: loved it. Um, was he? Was he taking it?
0: Yep. Yeah. And yeah. there's a neckbreaker to Jericho by Benoit. Uh, timer goes off, and next up is Edge. He goes right after Jericho. There's a spear into the corner. He and was then he, all
1: over the damn place. He was all
0: over it. And then he hits the spear, to, the spear to Triple H in the corner. He drank
1: a stack or two before hits, this match. He,
0: yes, he did. He oh, must have. Nice. Maybe two. He hits an execution DDT to Triple H for a near fall. Uh, belly to belly from edge to benoit, which is really nice. Stealing a page out of Benoit's playbook. I feel like you didn't see many like maneuvers like that by Edge. Uh, so when he busted it out, I was pleasantly surprised. I enjoyed that. Yes. I did too. I enjoyed this match. Uh, this is a springboard drop kick from YGA to Edge on the outside of the ring. So he springboards on, on like the inside, right to the outside onto edge. Uh, and then Edge uh, gets the better of that, slingshots Jericho right into the cage wall. Triple H pieces, teases a pedigree on the, on the uh, steel floor, but Edge catapults him into this cage wall. Jericho's busted open at this point. Uh, Benoit tries for the crossface. Edge fights it off. Triple H is busted open at this point and hits a spinebuster to Y2J for a near fall. Then Benoit hits a bridging northern light suplex uh, to Edge for a near fall. And then Triple H hits a pedigree to Jericho but cannot get the cover because he's injured. Orton comes in, flying crossbody right off the Beautiful. back Triple H. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Yeah.
1: Man, Orton was something back in. He man. really was was Mm -hmm. uh it was beautiful
0: and then orton is just going all out on triple h sends him out of the ring throws him into the cage wall there's a snap power sign back in the ring to triple h by orton and then an rko to jericho no pinfall attempt there Uh, somebody could have covered him probably but that's okay benoit counters an rko attempt into a crossface type they called it the crossface but like it was not across his face it was under his jaw uh but he had the arm like captured uh, but they kept calling it a crossface. It was not a crossface. I
2: feel like he always had like he would just take it wherever on his face he could get it. It was
0: more like an STF, I guess. Yeah. But he didn't have yes. the legs. Yes. Um, uh, and This exchange right here is awesome. Oh though. yeah. And then Benoit puts the sharpshooter on Triple H, and then there's an RKO to Benoit by Orton. Orton decks a spear. HPA uh, gets it HBK gets it instead. Um, and then Orton gets his spear a moment later But of course HBK is selling the spear He can't count the cover Edge gets up Tries to wake HBK up very aggressively yeah, And in fact around. a little bit too aggressively Because he eats the sweet chin music Y2J instantly ca- uh, uh, capitalizes with the lion's salt And Edge is the first man eliminated By Continuation Edge. of that uh, HBK He said he would get involved And he did what he had to do uh, Worth noting the, oh, that was the only kind of Funky HBK stuff In this match yeah. uh, Triple H goes for a pedigree But Benoit breaks it up With a series of three Germans uh, Really nice Benoit climbs on top Of the chamber pod Triple H is down uh, Painful to watch uh, Knowing everything we know now uh, Flying headbutt okay, Triple Okay I got something yeah.
1: To say here Ooh, Some foreshadowing here I guess Jim Ross called this the suicide headbutt Yeah. and after what we know now yeah. I was like oh Jim that was really tough to watch yeah and and hearing him say that I was like oh boy James this... was uh, not on his on his best behavior here I don't I know mean, I don't know if you mentioned this earlier but also Jim Ross was calling a sharpshooter a crippler crossface Oh yeah, yeah. he was again he was just off the, on this, this whole show and coach corrected him one time cuz he said yeah. he said it's a crippler crossface and he said no that's a sharpshooter a sharp
0: yeah uh, and again he called the he yeah he was not his best night, but not terrible either. Come on,
2: we got to give him a little credit. Well, he's still JR For at sure. the end of the day. Uh, well, he was so good. So but after I that mean, flying headbutt, uh,
0: Chris Jericho capitalizes on that, hits the walls of Jericho, and then Chris Benoit capitalizes on that, hits the crossface. Uh, you're almost certain at this point, because uh, Orton's selling outside. That Triple H is gonna have to tap. As he's thinking about tapping, the 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 gong goes off. Of course, Batista's the last man in. I love this touch where the pod doesn't open right away. So the ref's like scrambling to get the pod yeah. open, while Triple H is just selling these moves in the ring. Uh, he's only tri-
2: two finishers.
0: Only though, Triple man. H could have lasted that long with both men's submission finishers. Exactly. By the way, exactly. Uh, That's how I
2: felt. <laughs>
0: and, but you know, good old Triple H can withstand anything because he's the best of all time. Uh, and then Pretty Batista, sure. yes, Batista does come. In at this point and uh i lost my spot here one moment he breaks it up yeah he breaks it up he breaks up and then destroys everyone but triple h of course and mm-hmm. triple h and batista kind of face off for a second here uh and then batista picks up jericho in a military press and just throws him into a cameraman i love that it was a great spot. it was super
1: cool i was kind of wondering if the cameraman was actually hurt or not the
0: way he was selling i think he was because he was selling it like he died
2: uh Oh, and they had to like carry, like help carry him out of there. It was great. You don't see stuff like that very often. No, I loved uh, it. it. Cameraman was bump.
0: It was. It was great. Ruthless uh- aggression. Whoa.
2: Whoa! I loved it. You're uh, full of it today,
0: pal. Oh, yeah. Uh, Triple H sends Orton into the cage wall, and there's a running bulldog from Jericho to Triple H on the steel floor. Yikes! That was an awesome spot. Uh, and then there's a boot to Benoit's throat by Batista on the ring. And did you guys hear the way Benoit was selling that? He was like screaming like he was getting <laughs> murdered. It well, was awesome. We, we,
2: we've acknowledged this multiple times. Benoit's one of the best sellers. Oh yeah. Out.
0: He was just screaming bloody murder. I loved it. Uh, and then there after that there's a spine buster from Batista to Benoit, and then one to Jericho. And then Benoit gets eliminated, and there's four men left at this point. And then there's a Batista bomb to Jericho, and he's gone. So the last three are the three uh, founding – I got to stop founding members because Ric Flair, but the three kind of well, more well-known members of Evolution. Batista, full full-time members? Batista, Triple H, and Orton. Uh, so what's going to happen here, you think? Well, I think I know a little bit of what might happen here. Uh, so Orton, at this point, is kind of, of course, getting beaten up. He's getting—he's fighting for his life. Yes, please. I,
2: I really did enjoy the double spine buster spot. Oh yeah, that was the, great. Yeah, oh Batista yeah, spine busters Benoit, and then he spine turns busters around and spines Jericho, Jericho. onto yeah. Benoit, and then yeah. he just pins oh, Benoit. Oh, I forgot
0: to. I wrote it, but I forgot to mention. Yeah, it's worth mentioning. He spinebusters Jericho onto Benoit, and then pins Benoit. Which
2: Batista, honestly, I mean, was had some green moments like earlier. Batista. Batista, no, no, not in this match. But oh like, yeah. Um, but his he's always had such a clean spine buster. Oh yeah uh for very sure. beautiful mm, um mm, so
0: orton mm. is doing his best to fight off he does get a backdrop from orton a triple h uh from orton to triple h on the steel floor uh he's really starting to take punishment though uh he's he gets cut open after he gets that into the cage
2: uh for those keeping count here that's four of six yes the only people, people who, who weren't open. the only people who weren't were edge and batista
0: yeah uh which Edge didn't really have time <laughs> to get because he was in the match very no, long sir? Uh, so randy's doing his best to fight them both off uh Triple H and Batista gang up and running in the ring. There's a power slam from Triple H to Orton for a near fall. And there's a Triple H spinebuster for a near fall. And then Orton's just fighting for his life. And then the dick punch. The double yeah trauma. Yeah, the dick axe handle, really. Because uh, <laughs> uh, Batista goes for the Batista bomb. Uh, he fights it back with the dick axe handle. And then RKO. And Batista is eliminated. So Orton the His trips is the, in the baby corner face covering the baby face. Yeah. So triple H, triple H clearly H saw what happened. He could have stopped it, but he, but was he chose like, not to. Nope. He's uh, in the
2: business for himself. Right. There.
0: And then, uh, right now I'm th- I know what's happened. I know what's going to happen, but the inner fan in me is thinking, this is it. You're setting the stage for the babyface Redemption arc is going to complete now for Randy Orton, because that's what they were pushing this whole time.
1: Uh, I thought they were pushing the rise and split of Batista. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't. So,
2: dude, I hated this ending. Didn't Orton already win the title? Orton at this had point? already won the title. He at this did. Point. But then who beat him back for it? The same guy who beat him. Because okay, the reign but of Orton, terror.
0: No, the reign of terror took its toll on every person. Orton but they had his chance, bro. Yeah.
1: The, the whole point of this was to split Batista away from Evolution. They and still this had was to give Batista solo run too. Then yeah. why
0: even have Orton factor into the finish of the match? Because the whole thing was the Why because, have him yeah, Orden was trying have him, To split him up But why have him Do this big babyface face Comeback just, off, to, just to lose the match It makes no sense Go off Zach From a logical Booking perspective Why do that It makes
2: great sense to me
1: Orton yeah, never makes a got a seat back to me too. After yes, he lost, yes he did No
0: not after he lost The title to Triple H He
1: never got it back He was a top babyface Until he turned heel To face the Undertaker we're gonna have to agree
0: to disagree on this one because I hated the finish of this hey match. Hey Kyle, yeah. we
1: agree to agree. Pal. Yeah, for but what? Zach's wrong, but it's okay.
0: No, uh, the, I just got. A, I was so sick at this point. You're just mad. Going back to 2005, I was so sick of the reign of terror at this point, point. and this oh, just yeah, further me pushed me right. away me from too. wrestling. I think I
1: think everybody was sick of the reign of terror, but I think this made perfect sense because Batista was going to win the Royal Rumble and then go on, and then he did the whole thumbs up, thumbs down thing, which was. Epic. Awesome. Epic. And then he beat Triple H for the title at WrestleMania 21. I mean, I'm
0: glad where it went. I just, I don't know why Orton had to be... I mean, I know because why, but... evolution history. He and then or- Orton
1: ended up facing Undertaker and winning it's the belt It's like how back. all the Shield it's were just, involved in... It's
0: just, when you do these... Like, people have an expectation when you have this baby face, like, defying all the odds. Same thing with Booker T and his match against Triple H at WrestleMania
1: 19. It's a very similar, like... I don't think it's similar because there wasn't a third party involved of Also you could one. tell
2: you could tell during this whole pay-per-view that it was centered around Batista.
1: Yeah, and it was it was He's about, on the
2: cover of the damn poster.
1: Yeah, and it was uh, there's a backstage segment where Orton was trying to like you need you can't trust him and it was going to end up being the whole Batista breaks free.
0: I thought for sure Well, I thought the two things I kind of thought were that could happen. I mean, I, in the back of my mind I knew Triple H was going to win. I thought either Orton was going to get the title back or Batista was going to hurt right then and there. Um I could have seen either of those happening,
2: but ultimately they so, did drag out the Batista. Right. And so the last thing I'll say before we finish up this match, um, so the crowd, smart as they are, uh, Batista gets beat. Uh-huh. And then as soon as Triple H charges from the corner at Randy, th- booze. Like, oh, yeah. Like an immense shower they of They knew booze. what to do. They knew the Reign of uh, Terror was continuing. So, so. Um,
0: so now it's down to just Triple H and, and uh, Randy Orton. And so Orton... Wait, hold on. As soon as the oh, pin Orton happens. goes for the RKO, goes for an RKO to Triple H. Uh, Flair and Batista stop the pinfall from happening. After that, though, Flair kind of—I don't know
1: how the door got open, but it because did. they were escorting Batista out of the ring. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. Flair and Batista ran so back. So they, they both get involved. then um, Batista and clotheslines the hell HBK.
0: Out of- HBK. Uh, HBK gets involved. He beats uh, the
2: shit out of Flair.
0: (laughs) He destroyed Flair. I love that. And then he motions for the refs. They eventually take both guys. Funny, he
2: did not say I'm sorry there.
0: No, no, I don't think he needed to at that point. Uh, And then Triple H hits a pedigree to Orton and wins. And the Reign of Terror continues for just a little bit longer. This was the tail end of the Reign of Terror. I think once Batista got the... Once Batista... And after the Batista Triple H, that was kind of the end of it. Well,
1: 21 was just like the youth. kind of. Yeah. Yeah, that's when both Cena and... And Batista, Batista won one, yep. mm-hmm. Uh So the match went 35 minutes. Uh, this
0: was, a as much as I was poo-pooing the ending, this was a really good match. It was. Uh, it was really fun. There was a few tiny, like, logical things, like I mentioned, like breaking up pin, like uh, finisher attempts when you really didn't need to. But on the whole, I enjoyed it. I gave it four stars. Uh, really solid match. Match of the night,
1: like, by far, mm.
0: I think. Can we agree on that?
1: Yeah, I might have overrated Absolutely. this one just because it was, the, like, the best thing here, but I gave it four and a half. It's one of my favorite elimination chambers I've ever watched. Really? Yeah, it might... It, I don't know. It might be one or two on my list. What about the one Sean won? That one was good.
0: That's, a, that's the one I used to defend, too. That was my favorite, but yeah. that I might be wearing rose-tinted glasses for. I've only seen that match once. So that was yeah, I mean, it's happened. really
1: good, and so is the one where Bray Wyatt wins the title, but yeah, this one
0: might be good. my favorite that one.
2: Nice. Um, I gave, actually, well, now I feel like I underrated it. Three
0: and three and three quarters. We ran the gamut on that yeah. one. Three yeah. and three quarters, four, and, and would you give four and a half? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. so three, three and three quarters for me wasn't quite four stars, but... I mean, this this sowed the seeds for the best run of Batista's career. Yep, definitely. So, no, tons of fun on this show. And, uh, God. Sorry, not tons of fun. Sorry, let me just backtrack that right (laughs) Tons of fun on the the show. (laughs) On this match. It had six, you know, six awesome wrestlers, and it was a good time. It was.
0: Uh, Elimination Chamber matches are so hard to screw up. Yep, they yeah, they have done it though. On the rare occasion, there have been some that uh, on the most on the December most part, to this member. Yeah, uh, uh for the most part, which I still give like 3 stars. On the most part though, like I love the chamber. It's one of my favorite gimmicks and it was it was the thing that kept me watching the show because <laughs> I knew that like that was like that was the 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 uh kind of the carrot at the end of the stick for me it was like if I just can just get I can just get to that yeah, elimination chamber match.
2: Thank you Eric the creator, right Kyle? Yep. Yep, Eric, So what would you give the show as a
1: whole? Probably so not good. So on the
0: whole, uh as good as the elimination chamber match was, I still think this was one of the worst shows we've reviewed i gave it a d plus if it wasn't for that elimination chamber match this is an f show for
1: me by far i also gave it a d plus um just the first match and the last match were saved saving grace everything else sucked so yeah. d plus uh
2: bad show that suffered from terrible booking and unfortunate injuries yeah
1: and the first yep. match in the main are the only ones worth watching and Definitely. so next week we got the royal rumble 2000 yes and i'm gonna run down the card we got kurt angle versus taz Yes. We have the Dudleys versus the Hardys in a tag team tables match. Lovely. We have a triple threat match for the undisputed WWF Intercontinental Championship between Chris Jericho, Hardcore Holly, and China. Nice. We have a a tag team title match between the New Age Outlaws and the Acolytes. Nice. We have a street fight for the WWF Championship with Triple H and Cactus Jack. Nice. And then we have a 30-man Royal Rumble match for a WWF Championship match at WrestleMania 2000. Uh, yes uh so which v- we are v- oh sorry go ahead okay i was gonna say that's the one with the mcmahon in every corner i didn't realize the title yes. was on the line there but yep. it is so uh
0: when we were picking so it is World rumble season moral rumble month is upon us here in january heck yeah uh, i think it was kind of between 99 which is the rock and uh mankind's street fight
2: or the i quit match right and the one that isn't that the one stone cold one 99 okay. yeah i think so yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, It was between that and 2000. And I think when we kind of looked at the whole cards, 2000 kind of proved to be a more promising uh, card front We'll eventually get to 99. Oh, for sure. But uh, we're excited to bring that, guys, to you next week. We hope you'll tune in. All right. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And we'll see you next week. Love you, brother.